listeners welcome to the second episode of how did they get there we are in discussion with shushant kumar co-founder azuro about his startup career what motivates him and his ai passions listen in so welcome yes. shushant uh, to the podcast how did they get there uh, thanks for uh, joining us and um, let's start with uh, do you want to quickly introduce yourself uh, to our listeners i graduated in 2014 post that i worked for a uh, work for a year in bank of america and over there i worked mostly in the fx segment of things mm-hmm. so and after that i just moved back to mumbai and i joined uh, a startup of one of my friends and uh, i initially started with uh, quite interestingly with design i started working on sketch and tried to make ui framework for different kind of apps and post that i tried to start up a grocery subscription based service mm-hmm. however uh, that didn't work out and then uh, i met some of my friends who had already raised some funds yeah. and they were working on some uh, something similar to a class pass but uh, so basically they got all these uh, all these uh, gyms onboarded and you could actually just uh, whichever gym you want want to go to you could just go there and you yeah. just have to have one subscription so they were like trying to kind of aggregate the subscription model yeah. for the gym and that's when we met and they wanted to pivot and we started off with this thing called a zero mm-hmm. uh, yeah so and since then it's been 5 years so uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about what azuro does yes so uh, so what we figured uh, over the course of last 5 years is that uh there's a lot of thing uh, there, there's a lot of products in india that are focused towards the tenants and so if you look at 99 acres magic bricks housing these are all the classified platforms that, that are there in india uh but there was nothing uh, specifically uh specifically designed for a house owner mm-hmm. so there was no product that catered directly to them and that was made for their needs that was kind of tailor made for them Mm-hmm. so that's why we figured that uh, the entire thing is and uh, what we did was we wanted to make something as simple as uh, a revenue generating app for an house owner so a lot of the house owners what they do is uh, they invest in some property for yeah. for the reason, uh, for getting a capital appreciation say of yeah. 10% yeah. over the years yeah. and uh, so uh, the re- rental revenue generation could be about 2 to 5 2 to 3% and that gives them a good 20 to 30% extra over what they're expecting yeah so uh, but uh, but them being so uh, so occupied with uh, things in their life and everything we wanted to make this experience hassle free and uh, that's where we thought that uh, we could generate the revenue in which they're holding the property mm-hmm. and we will take care of everything in that period right from marketing the uh, marketing the property online on different platforms and uh, different social media channels then getting the tenant uh, then getting the background verification done for the tenant and getting tenant moved in uh, getting inspection done uh, at regular intervals and also like right from exit inspection to security deposit being returned yeah that's very interesting son because uh, especially you know when you mention about how uh, you tried some of your own startup idea and also join us startup idea which then again pivoted into this um and uh, just going back to you know uh, as you mentioned you graduated in 2014 uh, you did your which uh, course did you do your degree in 
Uh, yeah, so quite interestingly, I uh, uh, I graduated uh, and I did my master's in uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. But uh, over the years, I think I started uh, learning coding when I was in, uh, I think, uh, 2015, right after college. Yeah. And that point uh, when I was making that grocery subscription app. Yeah. And I was totally alone. There was no one uh, who, who was there with me. Yeah. So right from operations to app development, everything I did on my own. So yeah. those were like really, really crucial six months. I yeah. used to code all night. And then in the morning, I used to go and deliver uh, grocery based on whatever <laughs> people had posted on the app. It was like a one-man show. and But I learned so much in that experience. Yeah. And uh, That's... like... Uh, I, can't imagine like uh, I could have made an app in like one month and like probably I, I learned a lot in that period. I, that's very interesting and you know I mean uh, especially shows uh, that your mentality of actually trying stuff instead of just you know thinking about an idea uh, which not a lot of people actually are able to do. Uh, but one you know uh, question that comes to my mind is um, graduating from you know a place like IIT uh, and then um, you, just within like one and a half years you were actually uh, part of a startup um, and you know not just you know working there but being like co-founder uh, and even before that you started doing stuff as well so uh, how does how did that come about because uh, you know we see a lot of people trying to either go for like either bank jobs uh, or just going to you know a different sector or just going to an MBA uh, whereas you took uh, a very different path so what motivated you to do that yeah so, uh, to be honest, it was not a very planned path for me. It, things just worked out and uh, I think luck may also have a, a significant role to play in it. Mm -hmm. So, I started my I started at Bank of America in the mid of 2014. Yeah. And uh, what I experienced was over the course of like first three, four months, uh, the, learning uh, the learning curve kind of flattened out. And I just felt that I was not learning a lot and whatever was there, it has become, the job had become kind of repetitive for me. Yeah. So whatever I was doing, I was just coming in every day and uh, I just felt that I was not learning a lot. So whenever that happens, I try to look back and I try to figure out like, uh, like, is this how I want to spend uh, the rest of my life? And like probably, uh, is this how I want to spend the next few years? And uh, if that happens for quite some time, then you start to wonder like, uh, like, is this something that you, and you look at your, uh, you look at your boss and the people who manage you and you try to see yourself in their seat, like three or four years down the line. And if yeah. you feel that it's not where you want to be, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, good kind of uh, indication that uh, if that's not where you want to be, you should definitely think about other options and you should try exploring the options. So that was the kind of hint yeah. that I took. Yeah. That, that's no, that's new, right? Very uh, interesting because uh, uh, not a lot of people uh, start to think that uh, while they should, uh, and you know, just trying to actually keep growing because a lot of people get comfortable just being in the position they are. Uh, so I think that's a remarkable thing that you did uh, as well. So now, you know, Azure, Azure is no longer just a startup. It's existed for over five years. Uh, you guys got acquired by Square Yards uh, as well. Uh, so how's that been? And, you know, obviously um, the role changes when you are a small team of startup, then being acquired by a company and being existing uh, for this long. Uh, how has your role changed and what did you have to do to, you know, um, adapt uh, at, with the changing nature of the company? Yeah, so uh, so whenever a company gets acquired, especially a startup, 
there are a lot of concerns uh, in a founder's mind. But thankfully, uh, Square Yards was a, a company which was very aligned with the way we thought. And that's the reason we went ahead with it. We uh, interacted with their founders and we talked to them for quite some time before, uh, be because it was a mutual decision to be made, right? You talk to the other people, you see the, if there's a mutual fit and then you kind of move on with it. So um, we felt that uh, the aim and the vision of Square Arts was very in, very in line with what we were doing. They were into primary sales. So what they do is basically they go to developers, they they tell them, uh, you look into building, building the properties, we look into selling the properties. Mm -hmm. And whatever we sell, we take a certain cut out of it. So they were into primary sales and what we, what we felt that that could funnel really well into property management. So people who are actually buying houses, they will actually look in, look the next step of, the next step would be looking for, uh, looking for sources to manage their property. Yeah. And so everything that uh, whatever their customer base was would yeah. actually convert into our customer base. and. This would also give, uh, like, uh, the mutual thing would also end up uh, in like a constant touch point with the uh, with the anyone who is a house owner, right? From buying the house to managing it to right uh, to selling the house. So even into secondary, Square Yards was making foray into the secondary uh, sales as well. Secondary sales is where a consumer who has bought a house uh, again sells it to another consumer, mm -hmm. and primary sales is where uh, the developer who has made the house is is be selling the house for the first time, like right after it's. Uh, constructed so that's fascinating you know because you guys actually uh, not just went with uh, anybody trying to acquire uh, stuff like yours uh, but i'm being strategic in terms of what helped the vision of your company grow as well uh, but uh, just narrowing down on that uh, is there anything specific that how your role in the business has changed uh, from uh, the initial part of the company to now so, um, uh, so Square Yards is into so many businesses right now. They're expanding and they're growing yeah. at a really rapid rate. So what they, they were into primary sales. Now they have got, uh, and they're across eight countries. So they're, yeah. in, they're in Canada, they're, they're in UAE, they're, they're in Australia. And uh, my role didn't change dramatically because I'm still heading uh, the product of the property management service. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a startup within a startup. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. So basically the advantage is now I don't have to look into the administrative part of things. Now mm -hmm. I can just focus on building my product in peace and yeah. everything right from HR to administrative yeah. services are being taken care of by Square yeah. Yards. So that's a, like a really good fit that we had with Square Yards and that helped, uh, that helps us build the product in peace yeah. and focus on what we actually do uh, are good at. So, sure. yeah. So that's, you know, that's very uh, good to know as well. Uh, so moving on. <clears throat> Uh, going to you know the second section of our uh, interview and discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you uh, say? Like, uh, is there a book that you have given most as a gift, or uh, you know any books that you would recommend uh, for people that have influenced you or just opened your mind? Yeah. So uh, since my initial days, I've, uh, like I've been into reading a lot. I still remember one of the uh, one of the key books. Uh, like five years ago when I was actually starting up was uh, called The Lean Startup. Mm -hmm. And it was a game changer at that point in time. Yeah. I, I was just uh, mind blown. I was like, uh, like, dude, uh, we think startup is like about being huge and like thinking big. But then I just saw that there are ideas uh, that you should iterate fast. You should, uh, you should just go live faster. Mm -hmm. And these things uh, kind of changed how I thought about uh, building. Yeah. And that kind of that's kind of a game changing experience for me. And uh, I gifted this book a lot. 
However, there were uh, there were some other books that were also like uh, key turning points for me. And one of the book was called Crucial Conversation, mm-hmm. and that I had re- read very early in life, and I used to gift around. Uh, and at a later stage, I think like two years ago, uh, another book that was like really really uh, impactful yeah. was Sapiens uh, by Yuval Noah Harari. And in fact, I became a really big fan of him, and I read everything post that. Yeah. So I've read two out of those three books uh, as well. So Lean Startup and uh, Sapiens uh, and uh, the next, the Homo Deus uh, as well. Yeah. And even I, my mind was completely blown by the concepts that was <laughs> in those books. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that I at least have some common books that I've read as well. And I've got a few collections behind me, if you can see. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Idea factory. Yeah. Uh, that is actually about Bell Labs uh, as well. So it, it is uh, quite interesting read uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you uh, earlier talked about how you started your own uh, grocery uh, business startup uh, as mm-hmm. well. Um, and that didn't uh, actually work out. So uh, yeah. reflecting on that, you know, uh, is there is that or any other failure uh, of yours or apparent failure, uh, something that, you know, really cherished because it set you up for later success? Uh, so, do you have any favorite failures of yours uh, up to now? Yeah. So, so even though the grocery subscription startup failed, uh, I still feel uh, that startup kind of, kind of set me up like for what I could do later. And I actually believe in myself much more. Yeah. And I still believe uh, that I, that idea was still uh, really good because I talked to a lot of investors with that idea as well, and I talked. Yeah people that made these partners and we even got incubated in a few uh, uh, f- few seed stage uh, incubators and uh, but uh, and still I, I actually know a few names today which are doing pretty well in that space so there's this uh, uh, there's this grocery subscription startup called Milk Basket yeah. and especially in coronavirus times it, those startups are like flourishing every day uh-huh. Every night, I actually sit down for like an hour and I just think about what are the stuff I'm going to eat yeah. tomorrow, what are the juices I'm going to drink tomorrow, yeah. and like what is the grocery that is missing. And even there's, there's another startup called Daily Ninja yeah. that's there. Uh, I still believe in that idea, but then uh, failing at that point in time just kind of uh, really helped me grow a lot. So I would definitely count that as like one of them. Oh, that's great. It's, it's, uh... I think it's also uh, very important that a lot of people see failure as a bad thing, but you learn a lot more from your failure than from sometimes from your successes as well. Uh, and you know, you we can see the example with your success uh, as well. Uh, so, is there you know any unusual habit or an absurd habit that uh, you love or have? Um, I think I've uh, I've been told a lot by a lot of people that I'm really impatient. Like uh, if I want something, I really go after it. Like probably uh, like if there's some toy or if there's some uh, gadget that's come up or probably say an iPhone or say probably a Harry Potter book while I was uh, like really young. I used to get them right on day one when they were launched. And uh, a lot of people have mentioned and I, a lot of times I've been disadvantaged because of being impatient. I blurt out things and I... Speak, uh, speak out of uh, but then uh, over time I've just experienced that it might be absurd but it has helped me a lot as well mm-hmm. like in a lot of times instead of uh, staying patient and waiting for something uh, I have actually uh, done and uh, gone ahead and built something really fast and yeah. I've just pushed it to market really fast so yeah. these things uh, have helped me so 
I still don't try to change it so much. But then, yeah, th that's the habit that I would like yeah. to kind of continue to talk that, that's very cool because uh, yeah, iterating fast uh, and being impatient, it's uh, like, I, I think it's part of the being in the tech sector, right? Uh, that you want all the latest toys and gadgets. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it, and if you can utilize that concept to actually power through your uh, ideas as well, that's amazing. Yeah. So recently, uh, I'm sorry to cut you out, yes. but then recently, uh, what if, uh, like, I, there's this angel investor called Nawal and I really follow him for yeah. his thought leadership. And he mentions that uh, many times what you could do is uh, you could utilize or channel this impatience, uh, especially uh, when you actually have time, try mm -hmm. to work on things that once, uh, once your product, uh, like probably if, say you're working on something and there's a one month time before it can get launched, try to think about ways in which you can improve in that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Good. Uh, thanks for that as well. Uh, is there any learning that you still carry from either school uh, or college? Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think a lot, lot of them, and some of the key things have been like uh, like the value of companion, like the value of having really really good friends and really good connections, um, like. Uh, like even now when I go back and talk to my school friends and my college friends, uh, like the warmth that I get and uh, the amount of, so, so there's one thing that I kind of learned very early in life is basically you reach a saturation point with some people. Yeah. So even after, like even after say like a month or like say even after years, when you talk to them, you pick up right at the same spot where you left off. Mm -hmm. And especially reaching those kind of uh, saturation point with people is what I aim to do more in life uh, and try to be very open and be myself with people. So this is something that I've learned over the school, uh, over my experience in school and colleges and mm -hmm. I really cherish like the, like bonds and the friendship yeah. that I have. With yeah, yeah, I think being genuine, I think is be a key part of that as well, um, really. So, uh, you know, you've been in the tech industry and the startup industry, and you've been through that whole acquisition phase, and you know, actually working with venture capitalists as well. Um, do you see any uh, stereotype or bad recommendation uh, that exists in uh, in this area uh, yeah. that you know that it always get told, but actually it's not true? Um, so uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm giving a very diplomatic answer here, yes, but then. <laughs> oh, but then I actually feel that uh, over the years I've uh, like I have seen so much of extreme volatility. Like mm -hmm. one day I've uh, I've been feeling that the startup will be like really huge and will become a unicorn, and right like an hour later I might actually feel that this is not going to work out yeah. and we are going to go bankrupt and we don't yeah. know what to do with life and everyone's going to come on come over us and these uh, employee employees are going to lose their job. Mm -hmm. So this extreme volatility is what I've learned and that's why uh, what's happened with me is whenever I see something that's drastically different from what I actually believe in, yeah. I, I have switched sides so often that I genuinely start believing that even though I believe in this side at the moment, I may actually go to the other side. So, so that's why I actually do not have very strong kind of opinions about something being wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I do have uh, like probably probably some weekly held opinions like probably but nothing very strong at the moment and that is because I've been wrong so often yeah that I just feel that, 
Yeah, it's been yeah, a humble that's, experience. That's a way to learn, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, uh, you have a busy day coding and managing the work and stuff. Uh, is there any point, you know, you become overwhelmed or unfocused? Uh, and if you do, is there anything that you uh, do to get back into focus? Uh, yeah, that ha- happens quite frequently. And in fact, I get worried when that doesn't happen because uh, because you're not get, getting over, overwhelmed for a long time. That means you're not doing something that's, that's kind of out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. basically. And uh, I think uh, that happened to me quite recently when I was working on this uh, new technology that came out. Was, it was called GPT-3. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually was following OpenAI for a very long time. And when they launched it, uh, I actually talked to their CTO and I got uh, access to it pretty early in the yeah. day. And I actually, within uh, within a few hours, I was able to build an app around it and it kind of became really viral and I was kind of overwhelmed. Uh, even Facebook uh, head of AI saw that there were, a little, there were a few flaws with it. So basically, whenever an NLP algorithm is released, they actually try to see uh, the toxic behavior around it. Yeah. And... Uh, some of the tweets that was generated by the app was slightly toxic and that kind of went out in public and a lot of people were talking about it. And I still know that uh, there were a few nights that I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Uh, but, but then those were experiences which I, uh, which I did for the first time and that kind of uh, ha- have made me even stronger to go through those kind of experiences in the future. Yeah. But, uh, but I generally uh, do not try to fix uh, or try to get back into focus. What I try to do is uh, I know it's a feeling. I know uh, I'll get used to this. So I just give it some time. Uh, I say like, let's wait for two, three days and then I'll settle in, in this particular phase. Say uh, right now. Uh, and then you get, get a, kind of get used to it. So everything that happens in life, uh, everything big that happens in your life, say you get through uh, some, very big, uh, some very good school or say you get a very good job. After a while, you become used to it. And yeah. that is like a normal mode of life. And so that is, what, that is what happens with me. So whenever I become overwhelmed, I know that I have kind of stepped another, uh, another step yeah. in the yeah. right. And now, yeah. now it will take a while to stabilize and then again things will become normal. Uh, you know, if you were able to go back and give advice to your younger self, uh, knowing what you know today, what would that uh, advice be? Uh, one advice that I'd give myself is to be less self-conscious. I believe that I was really, really self-conscious. I always used to think about, uh, uh, should I ask people for help? Should I tell them? Like, yeah. if, if I used to find something really good, I never used to call, uh, I never used to go out and tell people that. Yeah. Right now, what I've realized is, uh, like, whenever you find something that's good or you, whenever you find a product, you, you always feel that there will be so many other people who will find this good and they will talk yeah. to other people and yeah. compliment other people. But that doesn't happen. Whenever you feel that something is really nice or someone's done a good job, yeah. go ahead, tell them. And I think that, uh, something that I've seen as well, the more you share, the better it becomes. Uh, and you get so much more learning just by open and sharing than just trying to hide everything and be secretive yeah. uh, about Definitely. stuff as well. Uh, yeah, communication has always been the key, man. Exactly. Like, like, the more you communicate, the more you learn. And, uh, uh, you know, if uh, you know the current situation of COVID-19 and people graduating now or getting uh, out of jobs today, um, if they were, you know, looking to either get into a field like in the industry like yours uh, or they were looking to switch careers into a similar industry, uh, is there any advice you would give them? 
Yeah. So, so there was this book by uh, I think uh, some author named Epstein, which was about uh, being a generalist versus being a specialist. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if you if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a generalist. Yeah. You you can't specialize into certain things and and think about becoming a good entrepreneur because an entrepreneur will face so many different kind of uh, problems and being a generalist kind of actually helps because you can uh, apply the solution from one domain to another. And this is what I have actually experienced is many times you connect the dot backwards. What happens is you are learning something right now and you are always worried that whether I should learn it in so much depth or should I actually just uh, make do with it. But you should always try to learn as many things as, uh, as possible at a given point in time, because uh, at a later point, when you'll actually uh, be in a very good situation, you can capitalize and you can move really fast. And all the things that you've learned in the past will actually help you achieve that uh, at, a, at a breakneck speed. Yeah. You will be able to capitalize on whatever idea that comes up and you'll be able to build really fast and you'll be able to achieve it. Nice. Uh, so just before we finish the interview, Shant, uh, one last question. So we've talked about, you know, how you get to, got to where you are today. Uh, where do you want to get to now? Um, yeah, that's a question that I never gave uh, a lot of thought to. Uh, but then definitely, I definitely feel that uh, building and creating things have always been exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely uh, want to build and impact more people. And uh, and uh, I really believe in the promise of uh, AGI and uh, building general level intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever we have today is AI, artificial mm-hmm. narrow intelligence. And uh, GPT-3 is sort of one thing that, that's kind of taking us closer to a uh, general intelligence. Yeah. And I would be... I would want to be a really integral part of anything that helps a humanity achieve AGI. And nice. So that's been great, Shashank, to uh, you know hear these things from you and for your you know uh, just uh, sharing of uh, all your thoughts and your experience as well. Uh, it's great uh, having you uh, on this podcast. I'm so sure our listeners are going to really enjoy uh, hearing from you as well. Uh, any last thoughts before we uh, finish? Um, all the best, man. I, I really hope that uh, my experiences help as many people as possible and uh, to everyone who's listening and to anyone who has doubt about anything uh, building, I would be happy to help you out with in any way that I can. And please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, on my email. Yeah. On my I'll share those details in the, uh, you know, the details of this uh, episode as well. Thanks, Ashan. Hey listeners, hope you enjoyed the episode. Would love to hear your feedback in the comments section. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe.